At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No So white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep them low budget live not so live number daggum one freaking hundred what's up everybody I'm excited today I'm excited um, if you are new to this program you have now Found yourself at Low Budget Live, Not So Live. Sometimes we do it live. More than not, we do it like this, Not So Live. And if you enjoy this or you don't, you're now a low lifer. So congratulations. That's what the fans of this fine program call themselves, the low lifers. And this is episode 100, the podcast for Monday, March the 1st, 2021. And uh, I don't know, it's been, uh, if you keep up on social media, it's been an absolutely insane week. I think the greatest week in bass fishing history as far as uh, legendary stuff is concerned. And we're going to get into that. We are going to get into that. And uh, I just so happen to be a part of it. And it's, uh, it was an awesome experience out in Texas with the Six Sense crew, giants getting caught. Um, and I got to break the lake records, uh, smallmouth on OHIV reservoir out there in Texas. Uh, some Texans upset. Yeah. Some not so upset. Um, it's been crazy, but we're going to get into that with, with, uh, one of our guests today, but got just an absolute jam pack. This is going to be a different LBL for number 100. You can't have a monumental episode like this and not mix it up a little bit. So, we're gonna do we're gonna do a few things. We're gonna we're gonna go back. We're gonna throw it back 
In the past, with our first guest that we're going to have here in a minute, we're going to throw it back uh, with two of my best friends that started this whole adventure with me in 2017. So I'm going to throw it back here in a minute to those guys. And then I've got some folks from StarTron coming on. The fine folks at StarTron who actually have some very special guests with them by their side today. So uh, it's going to be really cool. And we have uh, the one and only Ben Milliken from Milliken's Fishing uh, coming on. Ben Milliken's, as I like to call him, but Milliken Fishing on YouTube. But Ben really kicked off this, this legendary week in Texas. And uh, if you haven't seen the stories or the videos, you will. And you will hear that coming up. But uh, got to say a huge thank you to our sponsors, StarTron, kicking ethanol right in the teeth, in your weed eater, in your lawnmower, in your outboard engine, in your car. Maybe it's in your truck. Maybe it's in your UTV. Maybe, maybe like, like today, I've been out there running that leaf blower because it's 70 degrees in Tennessee today. When I left, it was like 9 degrees in Tennessee to go to Texas. So bipolar freaking weather. But I've been out there running that leaf blower. StarTron will keep that ethanol from gumming up the works. StarTron kicking ethanol in the teeth. StarBright cleaning solutions, getting everything shined up, looking so good. And those are cool folks, and you're going to get to experience that today, and I can't wait. Got to say a huge, huge, huge thank you to the folks at Sims Fishing Products. Got to wear a lot of that gear out there in Texas and really put it through its paces. Uh, the Pro Dry was awesome out there, um, and it just... Got to wear a lot of it out there. Uh, they have a new suit dropping today. And I record this the day before it drops. So on March 1st, they have a new suit dropping that you need to check out. You, my boy Gussie, who won the Bassmaster Elite Series, uh, was wearing it all. And I can't even get the name of the thing, okay? So Gussie's on that hitter. He is on that daggum secret Sims bag. And he beat those boys' tail end down there at uh, on the Tennessee River in Knoxville. Go Big Orange. But uh, you need to check out the new Sims suit that's coming out. And I'm here to remind all you low lifers, you get one life. Fish it well. Pro Guide batteries. I ran those suckers to death out there in, uh, in, in freaking crazy winds out there in Texas, fishing Choke Canyon, fishing OHIV, and I could not be more impressed with those things. Uh, so far, just blown away by the AGMs the pro guides that I'm running 31 series. And if you would like to get yourself some of those, you can use code LBL10 to get yourself some power. And they, they've got some big things coming too. Okay. Some big, big news coming very soon from the folks at pro guide, but those batteries were absolutely spectacular all week. I was actually um, had one day that I didn't get to charge my batteries fully because of a kind of a funky power thing. And that happened at this little motel we were staying at. And I'm running that power pole charge this year too. And I will say that that I don't know if it's a combination or what, but Darian and I fished in a 30 mile an hour wind right into it all day long. And we didn't get to fully charge for the next day. And we had zero issues. So the pro guides, uh, absolutely loving those things in the express bass boat, which express boats, the official boat sponsor of low budget live. And the Traveling Circus, the X-21 Pro, and I finally got to put it through its paces in all kind of situations. And I can tell each and every one of you, without a doubt, I can look you right in the eye. It's my favorite bass boat I've ever been in, bar none. Uh, Darian will tell you that. It was like the hit of the trip with all the guys from Sixth Sense that were around. 
Sea deck is awesome. Put it through its paces. Uh, fished on it barefooted up into like 82 degree weather. Awesome. Um, absolutely love the storage of the boat. Love the ride of the boat. The boat is fast, 70 mile an hour boat. Uh, layout is crazy. But we fished, uh, my man Justin Royal fishing, joined Darian and I one day. Jay Royal, go look Justin Royal fishing up. Justin's a good dude. We stood side by side by side, spot locked down, anchor locked down on this place, casting uh, on OHIV. And, and you got room like it's 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 crazy and uh to to think about just how big this boat is but how stable you know you don't I, i've had people come oh those aluminum boats they're not stable dude this thing is absolutely insane how stable it is like darian moving around sat in the hook we fished out of this thing uh freaking balls to the wall for four days and i could not be more impressed with the boat can't wait to get in tune with it a little bit more and how it runs you know in certain situations but Encountered some really rough water at OHIV in the wind one day. Freaking awesome, man. Uh, the videos are coming on that. So want to thank the folks at Express. That thing is a machine. And I'm proud to finally get to tell you all fishing stories out of it. Uh, moving on. Moving on. I wanted to say congratulations to Dustin Connell publicly. Publicly, I reached out to Dustin. Uh, hoping to get him on here one of these days. We will see how that goes. But uh, for winning the Red Crest. And you have to say, this got me thinking. Would he, Dustin's a great fisherman, but would he, like, what would the outcome have been if they'd gone to Texas? Would you have seen Brian Thrift dominate who always dominates at Eufaula? He dominates everywhere, let's be honest. But, like, he's got Eufaula's number now until that last day and his fish moved from him. But same, you know, Ott Defoe, Jacob Wheeler, a lot of the same so Alton Jones Jr. caught him really well out there. He caught him last year. You know, would we have said what what would the storyline have looked like for that 300 grand had they gone to Texas? Had they stayed in Texas? I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see, but uh Dustin, it was cool seeing the raw emotion that he just let out, you know, uh when he won that. And you have to think it's crazy, like for a kid like Dustin growing up immersed in bass fishing. Like this dude is is absolutely just ate up with it runs through his veins but you have to think like as he lets that emotion out did he ever see himself fishing that tour because it wasn't around then right it wasn't around when he's growing up so all their dreams are based on the bassmaster classic or forcewood cup or what have you so it was it got me thinking i thought that was interesting like that's something i would like to ask him i mean it, it was uh it's it's interesting y'all comment below did you watch red crest what'd you think I did not. I did not get to. I saw the very end because I was actually home where I could. Uh, terrible service all week in Texas. I, I actually did not get to watch uh, much of it at all. And uh, but comment. Let me know. Let me know what you thought about it. Good event. Bad event. Looks like the fishing was tough. We've got to go there for MPFL in like a week. <laughs> In like a week, I'm going to be down there commentating. So y'all be sure to follow along with the National Professional Fishing League because we kick off next week. I leave a week from tomorrow. Headed down there to Eufaula, Alabama. Hopefully the weather gets warmer. Hopefully the fish make a big move and those guys sack them up a little bit better than the uh, the Red Crest guys because they were coming off the hills of that big cold front and uh, and all that. So a lot of muddy water. But it's going to be interesting to uh, – to see. Actually going to have a guest on next week that competed in the Red Crest. Get a breakdown from him as well leading into our Eufaula event for the National Professional Fishing League. 
want to say a huge congratulations to Gussie, the nicest guy you will ever meet, and one of the most deserving, hardest-working fishermen in the game, and uh, I'm glad he's finally getting his uh, getting him a blue trophy, man. It's, uh, it was so awesome to see. I got to watch a little bit of that on Fox FS1 this weekend uh, while I was being lazy and recouping from being an idiot and driving all the way home all night like I was uh, 18 years old, and I'm not able to do that anymore, I found out. So uh, I had to get back for some things from from Texas, and, and uh, I've been spent, man. I've been absolutely spent. But got to spend some time. Uh, we saw Hackney, another top ten. The Indian outlaw himself, Jason Christie, slid in the top 10 as well. Uh, Awesome event. Stingy event. Stingy event. Not a great fish catching event, but a good event nonetheless. Tennessee River, uh, the next one at Pickwick is going to be a slugfest. Alabama Bass Trail was down there uh, this weekend, and there were 20 bags over 20, 27 to win, 27 was second, and uh, it's going to be right that one down as long as the weather doesn't get crazy. That one's going to be a slugfest for the Elite Series, the, the next one. Uh, of course, Greg Hackney coming out of there, AOY leader. And uh, we had an express. You had three aluminum boats in the damn top ten. How cool is that? Yeah, Gussie runs the line. Of course, Christian the express. And Coxwatch, Coxwatch coming in hot. Coxwatch, John Cox made another check. Top ten. Top ten. John Cox. So he's moving on to Smith Lake for the FLW Pro Circuit, Big Five Pro Circuit, MLFLW Pro Circuit, and uh, we'll see. Can he keep this? Uh, he's two for two. Getting that money. Got even a little bit more money this week with that top ten, top five finish up there in Knox, Vegas, Tennessee. So uh, it was real cool. I didn't get to go up. I told you all would. I will be. If you're around the Pickwick Lake area, you plan on being at the Pickwick Elite Series, I can promise you – my fat butt will be there. Uh, I, I told some of you that messaged me that I would be in Knoxville, but I, I was not. I lied to you, and I apologize very much for that. So congrats to those guys. We'll get Gussie on very soon. I love Gussie. He actually did LBL live live with us at the Classic this past year. One of my favorite people from the FLW days when I was fishing, and uh, thank the world of him. So congrats to both Dustin Connell and Mr. Jeff Gustafson. Gussie, uh, the Canadian that probably said, sorry, I won. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I lapped the field. Sorry. Sorry, Steve Kennedy. Sorry. (laughs) Big Gussie fan. All right, guys. So our first guests are, uh, they, they are the reason that I ever started this crazy thing. They're the first people that I ever ran this idea of a podcast by. And I really, it was really important for me today to have them on. They're two of my very best friends in the world that uh, I care about like family and they put up with a lot of my BS and they support a lot of my BS and they're just great partners in crime. But ladies and gentlemen, joining us via Zoom, my dudes, Darian Craig, Darian is fishing and Big C, Corey Williams. All right, as promised, I got a throwback for episode 100 and two dudes that don't get enough credit, one of them that catches a lot of hell online from me and the other that catches a lot of hell just period from me. Big C, Corey Williams, and of course, Darian is fishing. Who were there when this whole thing started? And I don't think people realize 
where all this came from <laughs> because it's just kind of reached popularity in the last, I don't know, two years. And would y'all have ever thought that, A, we would have made it to 100 not-so-live episodes, but that any of the things from Low Budget Live Live at the Classic, which y'all were right there for and helped me with so much, or any of this crap would be possible? <laughs> it's came a long way, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess we can tell this without getting fired. So we all work for TH Marine collectively, and uh, this idea happened at TH. Like We're, yeah. we're like, you know what we should do? Just do a podcast, but do it on Instagram. And that's where Low Budget Live came from. The name was I Had Music Equipment, and I'm telling them, I tell them all my stupid ideas, and they were all looking at me like I was an idiot. But I'm like, man, if we can make a phone work, like if we could just broadcast through a phone, it wouldn't be that expensive. And we took music equipment I already had. I found a little input, and we might have tested it at TH Marine a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> can, I tell, can I tell that? It's a bit of a struggle. It's a bit of a struggle starting out. Yeah, <laughs> a bit, a bit of a struggle, to say the least. But we got it going, and we would only broadcast this through Instagram. Talk to people in the comments. Try to keep on task with subjects and topics, but that never happened. And that was something that almost made Darian quit the band several times because of my ADD ass. But uh, but that's what we did. We did it all on Instagram, and we had. I don't know how many people on, like all kinds of guests and there's no record of it forever. And it was probably a year before I ever started recording. I bought me a MacBook. So it was medium budget live, but these two dudes, I wanted to, this is so important to me to have these two guys on here today to just talk, talk about the fishing industry, talk about whatever. But, um, these are my guys, two of my best friends in life. And none of this would have happened at all had they not listened to my crazy ass ideas and pushed me to say, hell man. Yeah. I think we can make that work. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like traveling, talking about it last week was what's transpired from a small, I'm going to say dumb idea. Probably. Well, it probably wasn't that dumb. We, but <laughs> no, you it was dumb. That, you didn't have all the pieces. I thought it was a waste of time. Yeah. And like <laughs> to see what it is now, like just imagine if you didn't try it. I know, man. And now you you got your YouTube stuff going. Corey's the best boat park salesman in all the freaking land. Doesn't watch any of our videos though. Let's address that. Let's yeah. address that right now. So there's I'm, nothing to address. It's just a matter of <laughs> fact. I don't care, and I'll never watch it. Y'all burned me too many times on clickbait. I wasted so many. I mean, minutes, but it only happened a couple of times where I was done. I just so just send you me the think, highlight. Who is worse at clickbait, me or Darian? Oh, Darian by hundred miles. I mean, it's, not even, it's not even on the same. Terry's like caught the biggest fish of my life on that day. <laughs> on that one hour. I've never caught a five pounder at one o'clock. Like it is the biggest fish ever. It's Hey, listen, <laughs> there's black and white and then there's gray areas in life. And yeah, that gray yeah. area, sometimes you got to live in it. And I think Darian does that very well. He doesn't my, say it. You got to read the fine print. It's like those damn yeah. uh, pharmaceutical commercials. You got to read the asterisk and then go down to the bottom hey, to get the. Hey, more power to you, man. Whatever gets the click. You're not getting my <laughs> click, though. It's over. <laughs> should have sailed. Our own best friend won't watch our videos. I don't know what that says. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's just great. Like, I don't know. Thinking, thinking deep about it, it's like you have people have so many ideas. This is kind of a bit much bigger topic conversation, but like, this specifically on this episode being the hundredth episode is what if you didn't try it? How many people have an idea that they don't try or that they, 
they ask their buddy and their buddy shoots it down or they ask their family and their family shoots it down. Like we could have shot it down and it had me and Corey said, no, I, I would bet that you probably wouldn't have, maybe you would have tried it, but I don't think without mine and Corey's support and us like, hell, let's at least just try it. But yeah. it's cool to think about like what all has happened because of that one day. That's, That's just cool to think about to me. What's well, insane. And you and I and Corey last year at the classic, it was like the first time that we, I think realized what's happening and that, man, people do care about this dumb stuff that comes out of my mouth and they care about these dumb videos other than Corey, of course, we'll yeah. leave Corey out of that. Corey doesn't care at all about anything that we have going on, except personally, Corey cares on a personal level. He doesn't care on an internet level. Not at all. <laughs> You're never Not getting a thumbs a up or a, or a comment from Big C, but he cares. Well, it's like Darian gets a big TikTok, a bunch of likes. That one video was cool. <laughs> That was really cool. He got on Barstool Outdoors. That was cool. Uh, Luke has done a few cool things. I mean, just a few. <laughs> hey, he caught like a lake record or pond record? Or, yeah. That was dude. real. That was wasn't real. A pond record. That was real. I, I had a guy earlier today on the phone go, was that some kind of like Bienville plantation, like private place you guys were at? I was like, no, sir. That was actually a public reservoir, <laughs> a 20,000 acre, <laughs> a big one, a big freaking lake where all that craziness went down and we'll get there. We're going to get there. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think it's funny. I think back to you guys. Cause I don't think, man, anybody realizes the amount of equipment. We used to have a computer monitor, all these cables, all this crap. It was a nightmare. And I could not have done it. Wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done, man. I loaded music equipment in and out for years. Like what we did, I would have never done it. Like, I remember, Darren, you called, it was the Blue Marlin in Columbia, South Carolina, and you're like, hey, uh, we have a podcast here? And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a big deal. <laughs> we didn't know yeah, anything. We had, prime oh, yeah, and we had Brad Knight, and we're like, listen, we'll plug it. We're huge on social media. <laughs> and we didn't have <laughs> jack shit of a presence or anything. We're like, listen to us, trust us, place is going to be packed. And it was, but it was because the cup was there. It had nothing to do with us. We did have a nice little crowd by the time it was over. We had Brad and I had Jason Johnson. My buddy JJ used to fish yeah. the tour. He's Who spilled beans that The night. juice, yeah. <laughs> the Lake Lanier juice. Was, was the, is that video recorded anywhere? No, it's nowhere. That? No. no okay, dude, one, he, was, he gave away the secrets that night. He dude. really all did. Of he all, all of them. It got to yeah. the point that we were like all looking at each other like maybe he should stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like for his own but he jj doesn't even fish that much anymore man i saw he sold his boat and like he's uh he's like harley dude like riding around on a harley so jason johnson shout out jj but he's uh, like he's gonna be a myth from now on he was a myth that dude he's is a, a spotted bass freaking guru man good good dude co-angler of the century too when he fished co but uh but yeah we did what two we did two nights at the blue marlin and then on the third day we went to the arena where they had the Forcewood Cup way in and somebody from FLW decided it was a good idea to give us media passes and let us into the media room, which pissed off a lot of real media that day. I feel like we – can we not say – can we say who that was now? I feel like we can't. I mean, it's slow budget. I, I piss people off every day. I really don't care. <laughs> and, and FLW's not a thing anymore. So. And FLW, rest in peace, FLW. For <laughs> yeah. some, right, some stars trying out. Who, who said that? 
Who was mad at us? I thought it was Patterson that got us sent. Oh, who got Oh, mad? no, Patterson oh, oh. got us sent. Shout every, out Sims. Every, uh, every, uh, I specifically remember Mark Jeffries being mad. They were actually pissed off. Yes. They were actually pissed off. I specifically remember Mark Jeffries being mad and Dan O'Sullivan yeah. being like, Dan you guys don't need to steal the people before we interview them because everybody was walking through the media people and right to us. Yeah. And I remember my infamous line was, <clears throat> You're, they're like, you're not media. And I said, you better hope I decide not to be media. <laughs> but it was two different things, too. Like, there was a media room where they were getting hardcore interviewed, and there was a room we were in where Which the was people were shenanigans. Were hanging out with people that, like, yeah, we're just hanging out. We weren't, there was no hardcore. We weren't even talking, we were talking about the tournament, but like, we were just hanging out. We had Atkins the day before he won the freaking cup, though, right after coming off day three weigh-in stage, right to us. Like, these guys are all, like, notebooks ready to talk about his topwater bike, and he walks in there and he's like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> a hat cocked sideways ready to talk to us. And when we that hat slumped, when that, ha- uh, when that hat slumped, you know what's going on. D- we, while we're on this topic, can we talk about Atkins calling you that day? Uh, yeah, we can. <laughs> That's a story I don't think I've ever told. Maybe we told it on here, but. That's one of my favorite. That was one of the coolest yeah. things. We're at the, remember how hot that expo was? I think but, I think Atkins and I told this on the on the podcast when he okay, was here. Yeah, the, the, house, ear, the air conditioner. The air conditioner was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole arena had no air it conditioning. It was miserable. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only yeah, time well, we were allowed to wear shorts at a show in our lives. Like, yeah, yeah we're in well, shorts. Buddy. And we're, it was like it. it was like maybe three thirty or something, and and we're all standing yeah. there talking. It's hot. We're ready to go watch the weigh-ins. We think Atkins is going to win, or maybe at that point we knew he was going to win. And uh, yeah, we're all standing there talking. And Luke's phone rings. He looks at it. It says Justin Atkins, which is like <laughs> it looks like, like uh, okay, something like, wrong. Maybe something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, and, he's and like, Justin uh, and I made a bet. Yeah, yeah, we made a bet that he was gonna have to sing a song if he won. Like he he was on Snapchat the week oh. like two weeks before, like two weeks before, and he was listening to Sawyer Brown. Yes. And I said, uh, "Well, when you win the Forest Cup Wood Cup, I want you to sing that damn song on stage." And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna have to sing because, dude, he was dialed." Okay, like coming out of prefish, and I was like, "I told you, Darren." I'm like. Dude, they better watch Atkins over there. Like that, I think that boy's got it figured out. And then obviously he did, but he calls <laughs> to say, "Hey man, you're not really gonna make me sing." Right? <laughs> like legit, <laughs> it wasn't like one of those cocky, like, "Yeah, I gotta sing." He was like, "Hey man, you're not really gonna like make me go through with that, are you?" <laughs> like he thought I was gonna be standing down front, like, "Come on, let's go, national anthem, let's go, yeah, baby, let's go. sing it, sing it, sing it." But yeah, it was one of my favorite. That'll always be one of my favorite memories of that whole thing because I'm thinking. All the things going through that dude's mind at the time, and he thought to call us. Can <laughs> <laughs> we call off that bet real quick, like for real? <laughs> yeah, I've told him countless times, and then we did an LBL. This one is on YouTube. It's a long and crazy one, but we did it at, uh, at the Pie Factory in Florence, Alabama. We did it on Instagram Live, but we recorded it on another phone. We had a real rig to say the least. And uh, he brought the cup to a pizza restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted him to uh, I wanted him to drink beer out of the cup, but the damn top doesn't come off of it. So we didn't get to. So we just had were to drink Were you there beer. that night, dude? Yeah. yeah. The whole yeah. UNA mission team was Let's there. Let's say Houston, all of them Houston were there. Shout out, yeah. 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 Shout out they were the all Lions. there. Yeah. Shout, out, shout out to them. They're, they're all there. But, shout out uh, to the Lions. Shout out to the Lions. Roar Lions, as they say. But uh, it's just awesome, man. I can't. I don't know. I, I think I, it was real important for me to to have y'all on today, and uh, and just thank y'all, man. Because 
I don't know. This is uh, the fact that every week I did 52 of these last year is mind blowing to me. Um, the fact that my wife hasn't killed me over that yet. The fact that I haven't been assassinated really by certain, you know, people. I haven't lost my job over this. There's been a couple of close calls, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just, I, I think it's awesome, man. And, uh, mm-hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. And Corey, maybe maybe uh, for the low lifers out there listening, don't know Big C. Um, tell them what the the C stands for in your name now. It's for Corey, what are you talking? about? Oh, I thought it was something else. Something killer. <laughs> <laughs> kill yeah, kill with a C. That's right. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> if any of you ladies out there watching and you're single, slide into the DMs of Big C at Corey Williams. On the IG, he's going pro this year. Talk yeah. about that, Big Corey. Time. No, I go. I mean, yeah, you call it that. Let's go get it out to the people. I'm uh, you know, I'll just be a team. I'm doing a uh, redfish team trail, doing yeah. the Emerald Coast Redfish Series uh, out of Panama City. We'll do the basically, you know, go up the Emerald Coast of Florida, fishing a couple tournaments. We got five this year. Uh, we'll do the uh, Power Pole Pro Series championship or a uh, qualifier to try to get in the championship in May. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go fish for red. So I'm pretty excited about that. And it's you deep. love saltwater, yeah. dude, way more than bass fishing, right? I mean, that's your deal. Well, I mean, I, I love bass fishing. Um, but, you know, for me, every time I get down there to the coast, it just, there's something about it. It I related a lot to catching smallies up north. There's just, there's something about that that to me is just so prime and fit, like it's just the pinnacle of fishing to me. Um, and I don't know, there, there's a different vibe to it too. Some of those bass guys get a little, uh, you know, you get on your spots and stuff like that. It always seems like there's some <laughs> drama going on or whatever. So oh, there's drama. I don't know. There's, it's different and they have drama too, but you know, it, it's, uh, it'll be exciting. I'm excited about it. If there's money on the line with a rod there's, and reel, there's drama. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't care. A bunch of damn Cajuns and Floridians and who Texans out there fighting over redfish holes. I'll promise you they probably get into it too. But you're fishing with Mark Cowart. Yep, Captain Mark Cowart out of Panama City. Our uh, little buddy Michael Cowart. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Do Michael you feel Cowart. bad that you broke up a father and son team so you could fish redfish tournaments? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I had to tell him, like, y'all have had your time. It's time for me to get on the action. So, you know, get out of the way. Big Will C's you? Coming. We, Big C's coming. He's bringing. He's bringing. <laughs> yeah, he is. Stone cold. He's bringing, he's bringing it. Do you, you know are you gonna, in Florida, dude? Do you, let me let me ask you this on the ladies, real quick, Big C. While we got you here, as I know your time's limited um, today, your interview time. But uh, age range on these ladies. Like, if you got a tender age range, where are we going? We drifting. We drifting to Milfland. North we drift South. into college know, girls. Where, where, where are we at right now in life, Big C? Let's update the list. It's been a while since you've been on LBL. Let's let's update everybody. I would say, what is the thing? Divide by two, add seven. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 23. I would go 23 and up. I'm not going to put a cap on it, though. I mean, we're no not going to discriminate. No cap. No cap. Uh, no yeah, cap. You know. What's the oldest you would go? I don't know. I mean, like 62. No, I mean, God, though. They, yeah, no, that's not even a reasonable question. Okay. But if it's a 62 question. with a private lake and, like, a lot of inheritance money or a trust fund? Maybe. We would, ha- we would have to talk about that. I would <laughs> listen. I would listen to that. 
I don't know. I mean, right. I think realistically, your 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 forty would be probably. But like I said, I don't want to put a cap on. I'm not putting a cap on it. <laughs> you don't really just most artists. Most artists, you can't put them in a box, right? Like they need yeah. to be free to yeah. be creative and go yeah. wherever they need to go. And you're kind of like that. Yeah. I, I, I like it, Big C. I like it. Yeah. Um, I, are you going to do another fat ass challenge this year to get ready for the upcoming redfish season? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's TBD on that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> or for the upcoming milf hunting season. It's, it's getting warm. It's, getting, it's, it's almost that time. You're going to be at PCB. Yeah, you just told us that. Range now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like, I like older ladies. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, what's it to you, Darian? What are you worried about? I'm not. I, you said your mom had a boyfriend. What are you worried about right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh some, of those jokes, some of those jokes don't play well, and they'll be, I'll have a feeling. <laughs> for some of the Darian's Darian's mom's jokes. Darian mom so, jokes, yeah. Well, boys, I want to say thank you again, Big C. Thank you for taking time out of your day. I mean, I don't even know what you got going on today, but I appreciate you like short notice. He looks like he's been chopping yeah. wood or something. I well, I've been. It uh, does look very project. organic. Now, I'm remodeling right now, and uh, I've been in the you garage all weekend. Yeah, I know. I mean. We're on the up and up, dude. <laughs> I'm with that. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Now we're here. Right? Yeah, I mounted a TV in the garage, and I'm fixing the drywall. And one half is done, so maybe I'll get the rest done tonight, watch a little NASCAR. So they're okay. in Homestead today. They're going 400 miles. So I've got a, uh, I've got a NASCAR Xfinity Series driver that's going to be on the 100th episode today with the Starbright boys, Startron boys. They're down in the Florida Keys. Josh Williams, he raced last night finished 20th down at uh, at Homestead oh, wow. Xfinity race. But, yeah, he's him, Blair Wiggins. They're going to be on later in the show to uh, help me bring in the 100th episode. So, uh, But up next, and I think D-Money may hang in there for this one, we've got – this has been the biggest week in bass fishing. I talked about it before these guys came on. I was a part of it. I feel like there's no doubt – this will go down in history as the craziest week in bass fishing. Take tournaments out of it, but like the biggest week in bass fishing. And the guy that started it, that kicked off the biggest week in bass fishing, will be joining us here in just a couple seconds. And that is Mr. Ben Milliken. Milliken is fishing, who him and his buddy Zark dropped a 16-pound, 5-ounce bass on the scales and then like a lot of other insanity and we will uh get into that with him of course darian and i we're out there with six cents and we're going to talk that whole trip i know y'all want to hear it so here we go ben milliken thank you big c and thank you boys (laughs) all right so we got rid of big c and now we got big ben baby ben milliken and uh dude thank you for coming on the hundred this is i mean You've got a really good resume. I feel like this is something that's like just another feather in your cap, bro. Yeah. When you asked me to come on here, this was at the tip top of my, of anything I've done with fishing. And so I couldn't say this is, this is it. Like, I mean, it's like 16 pounders, 12 pounders, lake record, smallmouth, like all the insanity that's been your last week. You're like, yeah, yeah. Get me on a Zoom call with this dude. <laughs> I mean, to be completely honest, I would have come on whether it was your 12th show or second okay. show or 6,000th show. I just appreciate you having me on. Well, well we, had, we had a lot of fun last year, but I was like, with everything going on, I told Darian, I'm like, dude, this week's got to be all about some six cents and some Ben Milliken, first of all. It was because, a wild week. Dude, 
So Darian had a question. Uh, hit, hit him with your question, Darian, right? Before we get into the sixth sense and the Texas stuff, because I think this is something that, and, and I don't think you and I got into this on the first LBL, and I think this is something that people genuinely want to know about not only you, but a lot of guys that do YouTube. So th- throw it at him, D-Money. Well, me and uh, me and Ben have talked several times. I fished with him one time and just hanging out, but I've never had this conversation with Ben. And the guys that I know that do YouTube stuff, we don't, this isn't something that you, t- that you hear a lot of. So my question was, um, as a bigger YouTuber, one of, one of the biggest YouTubers, Ben, um, what, like your, your day to day. So I, I think what I'm getting to is there's a lot of people who see these YouTube videos and they think, well, you set up a camera, you let it roll. And then there's just a video on the internet that gets a lot of views. Um, me personally, when I wake up, I have a couple other things that are more priority. I know mm-hmm. Luke has a couple things that are more priority, but you being a full-time YouTuber, one of the best at it. If you, for those of you who haven't watched Ben's channel, or if you have, there's a lot of love, a lot of energy. And, and honestly, it's inspiring hearing your, just the inflection in your voice. You can tell that you aren't faking it, but, and, and being around you. So genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Super (laughs) genuine. And I I watched the video today and it's just like, you've got something that's, that's different. Obviously that's why you're, you're, that video pissed me off. I'm just going to be honest. Like it pissed (laughs) me off that I was in Tennessee. It pissed me off that I'm back in Nebraska. (laughs) So, so my, my question is what, obviously you're full-time at YouTube. You have other investments or other things that you're doing, but I guess YouTube is your full-time. So what does, if it's not too much to ask, what does your day look like when you wake up? It's YouTube outside of being a husband. Are you trying to say like, are you sleeping to like 11 and then are you checking comments? Like what, what's, yeah, yeah. yeah gen- I, sl- <laughs> I sleep until about noon, you know, hit the lake whenever catch 10, 20 bass in about an hour. Cole edits the video and I go out and party all night. It's that simple. <laughs> okay. Easy. Living the dream. Uh, no, man, it's a, uh, it's a grind. It doesn't get any easier uh, than when I started. I, I, I am lucky enough to have Cole, the camera guy. He kills it, kills the edits. He's taking everything to a different level for me, but yeah, I mean, every day is different with me, so I can't really give you a set what I do from day to day. Um, but man, I, it's, I, I luckily, I've been getting up really early the last like four or five, six months. Um, and I've kind of been doing it on and off, but me, my wife's got me kind of really heavy into fitness. So that's been helping a lot, waking up super early, uh, 4.30, 5.30, uh, 6 o'clock some days and, and getting a workout in in the morning, running a little bit helps my brain substantially. But um, shit, a lot of these days we're, we're planning these, these trips and I'm not from a part of the country with good fishing at all. Um, and then on top of that, I also recognize that in order to be successful at this YouTube thing, I have to post a lot of different types of content, especially because I'm not in a bass fishing Mecca. You know, if you, if I feel like if you're not in a great bass fishing area, then you have to do a lot of other stuff because bass fishing is still King when it comes down to it. Obviously the, the bank fishing, the spillway fishing, that stuff's very relatable to a large audience, but, um, bass fishing is my specialty. It's what I grew up doing. It's why I got into it. So Basically, what I'm trying to say is, you know, a lot of these days we're waking up at two or three in the morning and making like a four hour day trip um, to go film. We generally are trying to get a couple videos in a day. So we try to line things up uh, so we can get a t- couple different types of content. Uh, and that's just when I'm at home, you know. So those are really long days traveling six to eight hours a lot of times in a day, plus the fishing on top. And that's if the fish do bite. Uh, and then we're, you know, we're trying to formulate everything together. So it makes sense. It's a story. So it works uh, uh, as a video. You have to get a thumbnail and a title together. You try not to get too much to the point where you have to 
go into a video thinking about what is this title? What's this thumbnail going to be? Um, you try not to do that, but a lot of times some of the videos have to be scripted that way a little bit ahead of time. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's so much strategy and so much time that goes into it and that's all on the front end. And then you got to deal with the fish trying to bite. Uh, and then you got to get home and you have to have the video kind of edit all come together. You have to get the timing down of when Cole gets done with that edit or when I'm finishing that edit and what we're doing the rest of the week. And all that kind of goes into putting four to six of these YouTube videos out a week, um, posting every day on Facebook, Instagram, and then trying to somehow be a good husband and father on top of that. So it's a yeah. lot to balance. It's dude. That, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's such a balancing act and you do it well. You've got kids, you've got a lovely wife. My wife and actually, and I actually had this conversation last night about just, just an open, like, Hey, like, is everything cool? Cause I got a lot going on. Right. Because it is, it's one of those things. Like yeah. you don't want to. Mike went out for a second voice. You don't want it to get away from you at some point because like Darian said, we're not full time in this, but I'm full time in this, right? Like in that, mm -hmm. like I put a ton of time into oh, yeah. to the podcast and, but I'm not, that's not my sole income. I'm working for TH Marine. I've got the NPFL gig. A lot of things pulling me a lot of different directions. Darian is dang sure no different. He's got, you know, irons and a lot of fires. So would you say, cause a lot of people are like, man, you, this is the dream, man. I wish I could do that. Could you say that it would be easier to just make a living doing something else where you just clock oh, in and out? hundred percent. I've done it, man. I did it for three it's, or four years. It's substantially yeah, easier, but that's not really what I wanted. You know, I'm, I grew up playing four sports in high school and trying to do everything else on top of that. I've always been super busy and I love being really busy. Um, and I'm just, I'm crazy passionate about fishing, all types of fishing. And so I, I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. One, one thing that I thought was cool, uh, Ben, last year when we fished together, something that I took away from that trip, just talking and, and cutting up. But And I asked you about a video that I had watched recently. It, it was back then, so I don't know how long ago that was. But you were fishing this lake, and you knew a lot about the lake. And as a as a viewer, as a fan of that, of that video, I just thought it was down the road from you. So I asked something along the lines of, that lake that's that's close by you, it looks awesome. Y'all catch them all the time. They're standing trees. And you're like, dude, that lake's like, I think you said like five hours away. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was a <laughs> bunch of videos from that. And I was like, and he's like, dude, we wake up and, and go. Yeah. And so the, that, that leads into another thing of like, you're saying four to six videos a week. It's hard to fish for four to six days a week. Like totally. Mentally on your body, you get home and it's easy to try to lay down on the couch and take a nap. Wet weather. Wind, wind, like, not dude, the wind beats me up personally. The wind mm -hmm. is like, makes me so tired. And like, yep. to have that drive to continue going, it's super cool. So I think that's something that even, whether it's you or who, whatever YouTuber that, you know, Luke, your audience watches in all of our videos, other people as well, is like, give your, give your guy an extra thumbs up for just the grind that they <laughs> deal with. <laughs> well, and, and think about it from this, this standpoint. Yes, Ben makes a living doing this. He makes it through YouTube. He's got great sponsors like Sixth Sense and other things going on. But at the end of the day, think about this. It is free content for the viewer. Think about that now. Like in years past, like if it costs a half million dollars to make a television show for the Outdoor Channel or whatever, you still have to pay your cable provider, right? Mm -hmm. To have that. YouTube is a free platform. It doesn't cost you anything. Now, it might cost you some damn six cents crankbaits if you're watching Ben Smack <laughs> a bunch of, uh, or Divine Swimmers this week. It's Apparently, probably going to hurt yeah. your bank account. Yeah, yeah. It's going to hurt your bank account a little bit this week if you watch any of these videos. Uh, and, and which, but, but I want to point out like, 
I've been around, I've only been around you uh, a couple times on fishing trips. I've enjoyed every one of them. I, I like picking your brain about just fishing in general, but watching you, we're down there at Choke Canyon. You had the most epic two days of fishing on OHIV. And we were kind of, it was kind of, you were going there to keep it quiet. Like you and I were kind of texting back and forth. You were going there mm-hmm. and then you messed up and Zark caught a 16 pounder. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> and so, whoopsies. <laughs> and so the secret was out, but you came to choke and you and I had this conversation like, why in the hell aren't we going there? Like I'm texting you and you're like, well, I think it chokes going to be better. We got down there and the fishing sucked. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. You left there like two in the morning drive back up there you're sending us pictures of 35 pound bags while we're struggling Darian and i caught like three that day on choke being yeah. stubborn uh but but I, that's what i want to point out is i don't think people realize how hard you work like darian saying the five hours like darian and i drove 16 and a half you drove six it's what 16 to texas for you mm-hmm. yeah Just down to, to choke get, it was yep. yeah down to choke 16 well yeah hours. i lost you darian I can't hear you. No audio. This is awkward. This there is you awkward. There you go. You're good. You're good. Okay. You're back now. One thing, one thing I thought about, I thought was funny, and me and Luke talked about this on the drive. It was 16 hours for us, and we, we just looked from Nebraska to Choke Canyon. It was exactly 16 hours. Yeah. Me, and Luke were, me and Luke were complaining about it the whole time. Ben in the group never complained about the 16-hour <laughs> drive. He might have been to the guys, but I thought that was kind of funny. Well, for yeah, us, we were like, we were, we were encountering, you know, this crazy weather storm. That was for uh-huh. Dan. I was like, what in the hell we're going to get into between, because it sucked in Tennessee. Alabama wasn't that bad, but Louisiana, Texas, like states we had to go through. I'm like, dude, what are we going to, you know, there's going to mm-hmm. be a gas shortage. Like, what are we going to run into? You guys just freaking sent it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. When we got home, I was sitting back and thinking, on we, we only fished for five days during that stretch. And I was like, Cole, we ended up with eight videos from that trip. I was like, how the hell do we do that? Because usually, you know, you got, we, we had seven days, we traveled for two of them. But then I realized we drove through the night, three of those nights um, between places. And uh, yeah, we're, we we do some stupid stuff sometimes. But man, I think there was just, a, before we get into the talking about it, I think it's a lot, of, a lot of karma. And I don't, I'm not a big spiritual person, but the fishing gods, I mean, I think they reward you because we were lucky that we even got to go fishing and we drove through some of the shit that we went through to get to the lakes that we fished. And then we were rewarded and always seems to work out like that. Dude, just enough, enough of anything else. Everybody wants to hear, and you've got a new video coming out. This is, this is for Monday, March the 1st here on LBL, but tomorrow Darian and I got show up, shut up coming too. I want to throw that out there. But it's not going to compare to the biggest, the biggest, look at me in the camera, people. Look at, look at me. The biggest five fish limit that's ever been captured on film, you will get to see tomorrow. Let's hear about it, Mr. Milliken. Oh, man. It's going to be exciting. I actually put the video out this morning on Sunday of the first half of that day. Okay. I, I think we had 30 some pound limit in the first half of the day. It, and then we just started over at a different spot. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was bizarre, but, um, we were just, I don't even know where to start. We were, we were throwing a rigs, um, on 20 and, and single swimmer too. I, I caught a ton of fish on the single swim. Bay. On a just, spinning rod. First video. Cause everything rod. was freezing up. Yeah. Yep. yep. Kind of had to, because everything was so cold and the, the water was down around 40 right when we got there that first day and a half. And, um, 
it, I think it was so cold. It was at the end of the cold front. It had been cold for five or six days, luckily. And so I think those fish were ready to eat. You know, the, the people think that a cold front is just like automatic. If water temperatures this, then bass won't eat. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the case. Even with Florida strain bass, if the water is cold for, for one or two or three days during a front, yeah, that's a problem. But when it's cold for four, five, six, seven, eight days in a row, a bass can't go, even in super cold water, a bass can't go a week without at least having an opportunity to eat something, especially in clean water. And that's what we were blessed with at that lake. The water was super clean. And no matter where you're at in the country, the cleaner the water is, the more stable it will be uh, during the super cold water. And so we were at the end of that that cold that cold front, the, the historic cold front event. And we got there, had the awesome first day. Second day, had a great first morning. And then we're just like, all right, I don't even know how we can top this. Let's go explore. And we came uh, around a spot that was um, – it was out on the, the mouth of a giant spawning creek. And these are the types of areas we fished the whole time when we were down there. You guys know this, but um, the viewers don't know this, obviously. But we, we kind of found that it was a perfect collision uh, as well with the cold front where the fish had, I think, I'm sure some of them had moved a little bit with the water. It was probably in the upper 50s. Now it was down around low 40s where we were fishing the most prominent form of structure at the mouth of some of these giant spawning creeks as close to the main river as possible. So we'd find the biggest island drop off, the biggest point at the mouth of these areas. And um, that's where the fish were set up. They weren't necessarily schooled up, but they were just more grouped up uh, in an area. And we got to this spot. It was a big, long point, and it was just the most perfect spot ever, probably a quarter of a mile or less from the main river channel from 100 feet of water. And this point ran all the way out into the middle of the one of the biggest spawning areas on the lake. And it they were just set up there and the wind was blowing on it just right. And then all of a sudden it kind of slicked off a little bit. The sun came out, it got really warm. You know, it had been below freezing for a week straight. And all of a sudden it got 65, 70 degrees in the evening and the water temp came up one or two degrees. And we started throwing that a rig. Um, the lake had been super, super low, I think eight to 10 years ago. Uh, and so there's a bunch of bushes that grow up in about 20 to 30 feet of water and they come about five feet off the bottom and right around the edge of those, we were found a bunch of these giant fish were, were just suspending. They were kind of sluggish, moving slow. And, and I think as the sun came up and the water got a little warmer, they slid up just a little bit on top of some of that brush. But, I mean, we were catching five, six pounders just sticking around. And I was like, Joe, we should put on a double Alabama rig just for some cool <laughs> content. i never done it before. So the, we put the chandelier rig on. I think we, we later on renamed it Cinder, Cinderella rig um, is what Cole wanted to call it. And so we throw that on there and my first cast, it's like doo, 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 the whole way. And I got smashed. It's like, Oh my God, I actually, some actually bit this thing. And I've seen people throw it before next cast. I throw out there and I bow up and it's a giant. And it was actually, it was funny. Cause I was like, Joe, do you want to throw this or should we put it on my rod? And I took forever to rig it. And so I, I tied it up on his rod and I was like, dude, you gotta let me throw it a couple times. I took all this time to tie it on. <laughs> just let me throw it. So second time, second throw, I, I bow up and it was a 12 pounder. It was right at 12 pounds. And, um, I couldn't believe it. My biggest bass, I had like five that were between like eight and eight and three quarters. Um, unfortunately up here in the North, that's about the best you can do. Yeah. Those are giant. Yeah. Yeah. So it, (laughs) uh, yeah, it completely shattered my personal best. Um, and then he's like, all right, give me that, give me that. And he caught, I think he caught a, a nine, a high, a high nine on it. And then a little bit later, I was back throwing my single rig and I caught another 12 um, off the edge on the same spot. And so 
I was losing my mind um, catching two. They were almost identical. They were like 12 and 12 one on my scale. Um, and then uh, I caught, I think I caught an eight and a half on a single swim bait after that. And we were getting sick. I was super exhausted that we'd been up all night, all day out in the wind and the sun, you know, in the cold weather and my neck was hurt. My back was hurting. So I was like, dudes, I haven't had a water or anything all day. I'm, so I'm like, I'm sitting down, I'm taking a break. You guys can keep fishing. And I told Joe, I was like, dude, we should get out of here. We're driving to choke Canyon tonight. It's like five 30. I was like, we got a four and a half hour drive left. We've been on the water all day for two days straight on almost no sleep. We got to get going. And Joe's like, no, we're not leaving until I say we're leaving. I think he was kind of joking, but I was like, all right, whatever, dude, I'm just going to chill in the bottom of the boat. Um, and I don't ever take breaks fishing, which is kind of funny. So I, I took my camera off. My chest came off. I'm like, I caught two twelves. Um, I'm basically going to yeah. take my, my chest came off so I can take some pictures of these fish. I don't look like a goober in the picture. So I took my chest came off and Joe comes back and he puts the chest camera on the, the chesty mount on. And he's never worn a chest cam in his life before. He was just being a dickhead. Thought he was being funny. <laughs> And he's like, Oh, I'm Ben Milliken. I got a YouTube channel. <laughs> and, and he gets up on the front of the boat. And at that point I had been like, not filming, like I'm running the trolling motor pan optics and I'm trying to get Cole a big fish. So Cole caught a couple five pounders, I think. And then we, uh, and then I went and sat down, I'm drinking a water and Joe bows up and I'm like, he's like, Oh, it's a big one. And you definitely could tell when you, when you had one of those eight plus pounders on when you hit them and then they pull and pull drag back um, you knew it was a real one. And so he had caught a couple. I didn't, didn't get up or anything, but once he bowed up with that one, I saw pulling back, I got up, grabbed the net and he fought it to the boat and we didn't see the fish one time until it was right there. And I scooped it up and got it in the boat and just, we lost our minds collectively. Um, I was already shaken up from catching the two twelves. Like my legs were like shaking and my arms were, were, I don't know. I, I couldn't move hardly. And I was, I was freaking out. And then Joe brought that in the boat and I started dry heaving immediately because I was so like, no, my, yeah, my brain was like about to explode. <laughs> I, I'd never seen crazy. anything like this fish. And so we, we get it out and I'm like, dude, that's a, that's a share lunker. That's a 13 pounder. And Cole's like, that's a 14. And Joe's like, no, that's a 15 pounder. I was like, <laughs> all right, man, whatever. Let's put on the scale. And we put on the scale and it pulls 15 to eight and 15 pounds eight ounces and just we all lost our minds and we're like what do we do what do we do <laughs> and we had already we had already taken pictures and throwing my fish back and everything the 212s and um, so we're just like uh we gotta get it certified right so we, we finally we go to the go to the bank try to get the, the sherlinker thing certified and everything and um ended up getting it certified that night texas game and parks has the fish now and that's the and they story. They kind of met the, you guys on the side of the road, right? Like yeah, in, they did. in the middle of the night, basically. They did. Yeah, it was like one thirty or one before we got it that's given insane, to them dude. because we we had terrible reception and all the marinas were closed by the time we caught it. That's the difference between our fish and all the guys catching them now. They're catching yeah. them during the day. We, we weren't that lucky. It was after everyone was closed, and so we didn't have a landline to call from, which is what you can use the marina for the game right. of parks to come. And the reception was spotty, and so for some reason our reception wasn't going through at the ramp. And I was like, oh my god we actually tried to release the fish twice and it kicked off hard and then it floated up to the surface and we're like oh no and so we ended up we went out twice in the boat and got it and boxed her again and finally we're able to get a hold of someone that got us in touch with the the fishing game and we were able to they they took her they fizzed her got her the, i think they give it like a, a salt bath and stuff to, to recuperate her and she's kicking alive doing great now so 
It, I mean, it was, it was incredible. I'm excited to, to show it on and kind of relive that through video. Oh um, my gosh. Tuesday. And the first video, like you, you're talking about Cole and his edits, the first video, like the teaser you sent us the other day, mm-hmm. it's one of the best videos. You, you guys put out a lot of great stuff, but like that with the news clips in there about the record, you know, Cole, yeah, front, was, all, like all cool. the B-roll stuff is really, really cool. And I think in my opinion, man, I hope that they blow everything out of the water that's on YouTube because this is, it's the greatest, in my opinion, it's the greatest week in bass fishing history for big my, bass. I mean, yeah. what it followed this, you guys were the only boat on the water, correct? Correct. Yep. The only boat. For two days, we're the only boat. Fast forward a week later, yep. <laughs> this you weekend. Can't, you, you can't, can't park anywhere. Yeah. You, you can't get there. And this lake is in the middle of nowhere. Um, how much hate have you received from this? Because I've received some because, you know, later um, – Fast forward a few days, we go to Choke Canyon, then us, Casey Sobzak, Baxter the Bait Man, Brett Cannon, uh, Captain Ron, we all load up and go back, and Justin Roll, and dude, it's just a beatdown. It's a mm-hmm. beatdown. Thanks to you, you, you're like, hey dudes, this is the deal. If you, and you looked at me and you said, if you're good with live scope, it's game on. And I told mm-hmm. Darren, I was like, we're fixing to smash on some freaking Beggins. <laughs> and we did. But Darren yeah. and I never, dude, I threw it some absolute, I threw it the biggest bass I've ever seen on live scope by a mile. Several times. And I couldn't get them to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, our biggest was a 710 largemouth. But fortunately, in the same boat, uh, on the same area as crazy. You, I break the lake record smallmouth, a thing that you did two days before. Darian and I, I can't wait for y'all to see the video. It's probably going to be a couple weeks before I post it. Darian and I are going crazy, and I hooked this fish, and I think it's a giant largemouth. Mm-hmm. There were like 20 of them after my rig, and, and they followed. I dropped it like that. I was just trying to do something to trigger a bite, so I dropped oh, yeah. it. They all followed. Darian's sitting right next to me, and I end up, I'm like hopping it, and it goes, yep. and they load up. So I catch this fish, well, she immediately starts digging harder than even the, you know, the sixes and sevens yep, we've got. Yep. I was, and I told him, I said, dude, like, because our whole video is like, this is a PB, you know, PB moment kind of thing. And I said, dude, this is it. And I was going crazy. You'll see the video. But I'm like, dude, this, this is it. This is like a 10 plus. This is my fish of a lifetime right here. Because it was fighting so damn hard. Yep. And then it flashed and it was looked like it was this big around, which it was, in the water. And I'm like, well, it's not as big as I thought. So Darian grabs it. We put in the boat, we're high-fiving, we're geeked up. And then all of a sudden, I said, dude, did you say it or did I say it? I can't remember. No, well, the crazy thing is, I just remember we we were so hyped how big it was and didn't even realize that it was a smallmouth at first. We were just pumped mm-hmm. that we caught this huge, this fat one. Yeah, and then Luke's fat. like, dude, that, that's a smallmouth. And I then said, it's a smallmouth. And then our reaction is just like. Because I thought it was like <laughs> a seven-pounder. But at this time, and, he, and I'm telling this all for a reason, low-lifers, is – we, we take pictures, we do the thing, we weigh it, and in my boat, it weighs a little over six. And I'm like, well, dude, on certified scales, because I said, Milliken, when they caught the 16, it weighed 15 on his scale. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. this is like a freaking seven-pounder, because I've caught sixes in the shape of this fish. I told Dan, I was like, dude, it's a seven-pounder. Like, this is, mm-hmm. a, this is a seven or close to it. So we box it. And Darian, we're idling over. I was like, and I was shaking. I said, dude, try to catch another one. There's a bunch of them. And then he's like, hey, we need to go weigh this thing. We need to certify it. I'm like, okay. So I'm like trying to gather myself. As we're going to the ramp, Darian goes, dude, this is the same fish Ben caught. Mm -hmm. And I said, what? And he goes, bro, this is the same bass. And I said, oh, come on, dude. No way. I'm like, how do you know? And I remember the spot on yours, beautiful fish. And he goes, Mm -hmm. look, dude. And so we literally stopped the boat. I get the sucker out of the live well, and I'm like, 
dude, you're not joking. This is the same damn bass. And I'm thinking, and we get her over there and she weighs two ounces freaking more on their scales dude, this time. Like, so what crazy. Are the odds, and what are the odds of her biting? You don't think catching her lease works, people? Exactly. Like, yeah. well, this fish bit again, and this is a public, a very public lake, 20,000 mm-hmm. acres. And we were in the same area, and ben, ben hooked us up, showed us the deal. But the same bass? Are you crazy. And, so and, crazy. And and I won't share the text that I got from Ben about that. Because <laughs> he was like, <laughs> lake record holder Ben Milliken, which I would like to add on this podcast, it potentially has been broken again. Mm. My other brother of ours, <laughs> Mr. Zach from Six Cents, who by a lot, by a lot, and they didn't get it certified. But I think they've mm-hmm. talked to Texas Parks and Wildlife yeah, since yeah. then, and I think it will be certified. But it was a pound bigger, seven something beautiful okay. fish, and they didn't certify it. So I, I don't know. I don't even. I'm rambling, but I don't even know what to say, man. This week we had. How many? So we got Josh Jones, who's not part of the six group. He's a buddy of yours and a mm-hmm. big bass guru. Mm-hmm. Dude drops the hammer. He yep. came down. How many did he catch over 10 this past week? Maybe 15 or 10. <laughs> <laughs> did you see his today? Yeah. yeah. You, you text me about it. 15, yeah. 15 whatever, 15, yeah. Yep. Certified. Yeah. Casey, Casey and Brett Cannon, Casey's Hobbsack, the owner six cents. Casey catches a 14 three or 14 two. Doesn't matter. Fourteen one and a four before <laughs> it doesn't matter. And and Brett Cannon catches a 14-4 on the same spot. This is after Darian and I are already back in Tennessee and Alabama. We had to get back and we start getting these damn texts. And I'm going, yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Ben, yep. ben left two days yep. before, day before I caught the the smallmouth that broke his record. Uh but but now we heard we heard of a 13 Darian like that last day. Somebody else talked about a 13 that got caught. So in this week of bass fishing. There's never been anything like this, and it'll mm-hmm. never happen again, right? Do you th- do you think that this could ever happen again? The timing of this, uh, yeah, everything can happen again. But okay, I don't know. It's it's tough to say that. Not, mm, I don't know. Everything kind of lined up perfect, and there's that many coming out of it. Yes, I do think we will go catch some twelves, thirteens, fourteens in the south or in the west or in Florida, so at somewhere at some point. Um, especially now with some of the technology we have, I think they don't have a that, chance. That's where I'm headed. Yeah, that's where yeah. I'm headed with it. Is but man, uh, uh, catching a 16 and, and a couple 14s with <laughs> hundreds of boats out on the lake that have now, or maybe thousands. I don't even know how many are out there now. Um, that's, that's special stuff for when, sure. When we put the boat in the water and this is all on video, but when we put the boat in the water that second day, Darian and I, it had such a weird feel to it. And, and you've heard, I've read books you know, uh, what's the obsessive quest for the largemouth bass? It was a book that came out a few years ago. And you you hear these stories from Castaic back in the day and like the people lined up at the ramps and all these trophy hunters, right? And it felt like, I was like, dude, it's like, dude, we're part of one of these movements. Like one of these it moments, was. we're just fortunate enough to be here. You kicked it off. And I'm like, dude, our life could change today. Like everything fishing wise for us could change today. And for me, like that was really cool to catch that lake record smallmouth, but my largemouth mm-hmm. dreams did not get fulfilled. And it's weird to catch a record smallmouth and be pissed off. And I was very <laughs> pissed off. And Darian will tell you, we're cracking them on this spot next to Casey. He caught a couple of eight pounders and we're just like, 
four pounder, four pounder, five pounder, six pounder, four pounder, five pounder, six pounder, seven, 10. Uh, okay. Four pounder, four pounder, four. And I'm like, where are the tens at? I'm <laughs> mad because yeah. it's that good, dude. Like yeah. I put more bass over four pounds in my express on this trip. than I'll catch the rest of the year. And I was, yeah, pissed maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, but, but my question is, do you think those fish had ever been fished for like you fished for them? No, not a chance. I mean, they were way it, too eager to bite, dude. That's, dude, that's, I mean, you go back and look at it. There's share lunkers caught there like once a year, like one fish a year, or maybe twice, or maybe it skips a year and then another year they catch one. But you look back at the records, I mean, nothing like this has happened before. And I mean, how many, what are they like, seven, eight, nine share lunkers in a week? I don't yeah. even know. And, uh, oh man, it, it's tough to say that it'll ever happen again. Um, like that anyway. But yeah, I, I do think, you know, you line up some clean water in the winter on some of these shad lakes with a lake that's maybe a little bit untouched with some, some of the newer technology, then yeah, I do think there's potential to catch a handful of 13 pluses in a week. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think they're all going to have tumors from being scanned with live scope. So much. I know. What I think is gonna have, they may grow bigger now, maybe but they will. Darian and I, we had, a, and I wanted to ask you if you had an encounter like this. So Darian will tell you we're leaving. We had to get back. We had to leave at lunch. So we catch that fish. And I'm like, dude, do you want to go try some other spots? And he's like, dude, if we do, man, you know, we're going to be pushing it. We got to get back. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, let's just call it. Pull me away from this place. Like it was hard to do. So we stop at the uh, Elm Creek RV campground gas station, you know, mm-hmm. official way station. I was like, hey, let's go spend some money with these folks. These folks were awesome. Let's buy some lunch, buy some tackle, you know, whatever. So we go in there, we buy a couple of baits get a BLT, get a burger. This dude pulls up. And this was my first, nothing crossed my mind that this would even be the case. I'm a naive dude when it comes to human behavior sometimes, even though I dwell on the internet and I know the worst of human beings, you know, and YouTube comments at times and Instagram comments. But we ran into this dude. He had a very nice Camus boat. He pulled up and it was beautiful. And Darian's like, damn, look at that. That boat's nice. So we're talking to this guy, trying to talk to him, completely just blows us off. The first time we tried talking to him, he's like super big league in us. And I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, and so he he walks up behind us in line and he goes, Got news for y'all. Y'all ain't doing anything special we don't know about out here. <laughs> so like something along those lines. And I said, You guys catch a lot of 16 pounders? Because I just immediately <laughs> kind of threw it at him and he's like, I caught 12 over 10 on one spot in one day last year. And he's, te- he's telling me about all the share lunkers he caught, but we don't turn them in. We don't mm-hmm. call it. I was like, sure you don't. Right. Mr. Biggest bragger I've ever met. You don't turn in your share lunkers for your picture. Sure. But this yep. guy made it very clear. He did not want us there. He hoped that we never came back and hopefully that we lost our boat on the way home. Mm-hmm. Like this dude was not cool. And then I experienced that with my little small mouth online a million times mm-hmm. and i've been told don't come back why do you got to share this on social media so how much of that have you experienced uh quite a bit and <laughs> i think you know that's a that's a problem with the social media age of bass fishing yeah. for for a couple of reasons one you know everyone acts like you didn't do anything special no one wants to talk about it. everyone else's catch is too big no one can just appreciate a catch and the problem is a lot of the locals got super mad first off that all these boats were going to come and blow out their lake. And and yeah, that does suck to an extent. I'd be mad if my home lake that I had kept secret for so long got out there 
Um, and I kept it on wraps the best I could. I never said the name of the lake one time in any video. I never did it one time in any post. If Joe's certification didn't get out there, the guy from Elm Creek Marina that took the picture of Joe's Before face, you guys. Yeah, you, before, we shared, had, before you guys got the yeah, 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 exactly. He shared it, said where it was at. And then the Cheryl Lunker program, of course, said where it was at. And what do you do? I mean, I can't control that. I still haven't said anything about the lake, but you know, the, the locals got to understand, you know, we're not going to have 20 people come there and there's not going to be hundred people, thousand people come there. It's going to be like several thousand people. And it's already helping the businesses in the area so much. I mean, the lake almost got wiped off the map and emptied five to 10 years ago. And all of those places were, were pretty much out of business. And this is going to help their community so much more. Uh, and the, the second thing that, that sucks about it, this online fishing thing is, Instead of people trying to learn about how those fish were caught uh, or trying to duplicate it on their waters, it does kind of suck on the other side of it that people can't go try to catch them themselves. Instead, they're like, we got to go to that lake right now. I don't yeah, care if yeah, it's yeah, yeah. 20 that's hours right. away. We're that's making the right. trip this weekend. It's like, yeah, that's a special lake with special genetics. But honestly, there's four or five or six or 10 other lakes in Texas. You could literally do the same thing, except not with... 1500 boats in the lake next to you uh, absolutely and so i always try to preach that you know people got to get out and find their own stuff on their own if someone would have told me to go do that at that lake previously um i wouldn't have felt as, as good about myself i guess going out and kind of figuring it out and maybe i would have tried something different it's all about learning yourself and getting out there and applying what you know i don't know i get more more satisfaction out of that but not everyone's like that dude I, talking about finding on your own darian and i are sitting on a place with casey and Dude, just boats just kept just on that on that day just pulling up, and it was local guys. And I get I would say a little hot headed sometimes, okay. And it, but but it was guys that very clearly you knew they didn't fish that way, mm-hmm. that they didn't know the area we were in, and they were just driving by. And Darian and I are catching them every cast, and Casey and and Kevin Baxter catching them every cast. So they pull in, and I literally asked one of the guys, I was like, "Hey, dude, you fish this place a lot?" And he says. Not a lot, but I'm from here. I mean, like that's his answer. Oh my god! And I'm like, well, you're here because we're like back up. So I yeah. called him a pirate and various other things that are probably on video. And uh, and Casey was saying too, hey dude, we're filming. Like we're here for five days and then we're out. Like you can have it forever. Like we're here, mm-hmm. and it's almost like you're welcome because yeah, no kidding. Because because we we opened this up. Um, and I say we. I was just a part of it. You you kicked it all off. I was wondering about the the hate thing though, because you you don't shy away from just running through a through a dude's face. You're just like, hey, you're welcome. Yeah, Texan. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I no, said, dude, some, you let them have it. Like, man, I like, said I said some things online that I, I noticed some people might come off as um, like I'm, I'm cocky or I'm full of myself or something like that. But I just said straight up, you know, I, I'm sorry to all the locals, but. The re- I, I'm going to put on video exactly how I fish for these fish and you're going to be able to go out and apply that and literally catch uh, double digits and share lunkers. If you go put the time in and figure it out and use some of what we applied in our videos to go out there. So please don't come to me and act like I'm a, an asshole for blowing the fishery out or something like that. What am I supposed to do? Not go to a lake and try a new lake that I heard from a people a year ago that it was decent. Yeah. I'm not going to not do that. Like uh, I had multiple people when I talked on here about this six cents trip, the Texas go screw choke Canyon, go there. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. And I looked up where it was at and was like, all right, but we, I mean, 
didn't know anything about it. I didn't exactly. know that it was this, you know, that, that it's this mecca that mm-hmm. it turned into. But what I would like to say, and Darian, I want you to echo me on this, to any people that are like, you're blowing up our lake. I live on the Tennessee River. Screw (laughs) you. I don't care what you think. There were 350 boats on Pickwick yesterday, and guess what? There were 20 bags, over 20 pounds weighed in, Mm. and it took 27 pounds to win, and it's like that about every weekend. So, uh, yeah, come to Gunnersville on a Tuesday, bud. There's not a freaking spot at the ramp. So Exactly. If a fishery is good enough, it can take it. It will come down to, are you a good enough fisherman to catch them? That's where right. it's going to, those fish aren't going anywhere. Other totally. than the share lunkers, that fishery is going to get better. And now I would say the state of Texas will put that much more emphasis on that body of water because it has something special yep. that a lot of other lakes have. Look at Lake Fork though, dude, where Captain Ron guides all the time pounded into dirt. There's not a lake that gets pounded more, and it still kicks out double digits all the time. So, man, I I just say to people, like, I get it. It's in the middle of nowhere. The motel we stayed at, we should have been murdered, like, for sure. There's not a lot of things out there. Uh, We stayed at a different place than you did. Um, uh, But nice people. They were great. But We we stayed at that one, too. Yeah. Very much had a horror movie vibe at about midnight. Yeah, yeah, and you're sitting yeah. out there drinking beer. It's like, did y'all hear that? I mean, it was very much, it's, you can't get to this place from my house, bro. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it, there's not a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> there's not a, there's not a, a Bucky's <laughs> gas yeah. station. Like it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. So I feel it's getting a lot of heat, but it is somewhat protected. Mm-hmm. And it will be protected because a lot of people aren't going to go. Now, if it was in that Dallas Metroplex, if it was – there was a 14 con- Conroe in that exactly. big tournament. Yep. I mean, big, Texas has so many great fisheries. Uh, something else that's been bugging me, I wanted to see if you you had seen this, and I know Darian's seen this, is the share lunker hate for, mm-hmm. pe- for people. Yeah, yeah, yep. What is the di- – because, dude, to me, hats off to Texas Parks and Wildlife. I have no affiliation just like none of us do – but I live in a state where the state doesn't seem to give a damn if our fishery, other than Lake Chickamauga, which they've really done a lot to, mm-hmm. we just, they don't do a lot of restocking. They, it just doesn't happen. Alabama, damn sure that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen Wheeler Lake come and go five times in my lifetime, but you see what Texas does, dude. And it is out of this freaking world and the proof's in the damn numbers. Yes. What they it's- kick out out there. It's incredible. Yeah. And I, and being down there and talking to people, you hear so much bullshit from people Crazy. That, that don't, they just don't know. They don't get it. They, they, I heard from people, there's a 80%, 90% mortality rate once they put the share lunkers in there. And I was, I'm like, they literally saved the fit. We would have killed our 16 if we didn't have them help recuperate it. We watched it get recuperated by a, a biologist right there in front of us. And, you know, they say that they put them back in that body of water after they try to breed it once. They don't keep those fish forever. They, I mean, they are just like baby that fish so much and take care of it. But yeah, Nebraska and really some of the surrounding states up here, nowhere near that, not even close. And Texas isn't spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars on this. They're spending millions every year. The fact that you could catch a 13 plus and any body of water in the state, and they will literally show up within a couple hours and take that fish from you and, and go breed it with a, a professional, you know, biologist. We they had they showed up at midnight on a Friday night and, and came and met with us and stayed with the fish. They were going to stay with the fish. The guy, the biologist, was going to be there with it for like four more hours before he even left. Um, 
that the fact that they'll do that and then breed it and then stock all those fry from those fish is just crazy. And and they stock those back in Ivy or do they stock those sporadically throughout the state? So they'll stock them in Ivy and everywhere else they told us. And then that fish ends up back in the lake too. So that's amazing. But people like, of course, you know, Oh, they're taking our 13 plus oh, yeah, pounders. I read all gonna, that. Yeah. They're going to kill them. Why did, why did you do that? And it's like, they, I know a boy, they took his to Whataburger and they yeah. turned it into a damn filet of fish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I read all those comments. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, dude, I, I think we've got to say, um, you know, congrats to all you big bass catchers. You know, I caught a smallmouth and nobody – we call, Darian called Texas Parks and Wildlife by my Lake Craig smallmouth, and they were like, new phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> he called the Sherlocker line, and we're like, hey, man, we've got the Lake record smallmouth, dude. It's a smallmouth bass. We've got it. And they're like – Hey, did you guys hear about that 16? <laughs> <laughs> they gave zero shits. Are you sure? My... I, I don't <laughs> think we have smallmouth in our state. <laughs> yeah, they were like, you're cheating. You brought that from, where'd you say you're from? You brought that from Tennessee. We yep. know there aren't smallmouth in that lake for sure. Um, so I, I, I'm very jealous. I'm, I'm very happy for everybody, but I'm very jealous of all the giants over 10 that got caught. And me and stupid Darian couldn't get any of those big blobs on my live scope to bite. <laughs> they would just follow my divine swimmer around and go, hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it was insane. But I, I think we got to say thank you to Six Sense, too, for kind of roping us all together. For sure. To, to say the least. I, I think it was awesome. And you guys, make sure you're subscribed to Darian His Fishing's YouTube channel and Ben Milliken, Milliken Fishing, because <laughs> these videos. How many more How many more Texas videos do you have? So you said you got eight total? Yeah, we, we got six more coming. The the big one, though, the 60-pound limit is going to drop tomorrow night, Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Time, and it's going to be premiering. So we're excited for that one. So you're going to be in the comments. I'm going to be in the comments, so, yeah. So bring your okay. hate. Bring all your bring comments. Your I'm, I'm getting on there to hate on you. Okay. I'm getting like, on there. <laughs> I saw him. He was live baiting. We're yeah. dropping show up, shut up at the exact same time, which could be Perfect. just probably an epic fail. <laughs> I feel yeah. like for us. We probably should move it back. Just let's touch. move it to Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday sounds a lot better to me now, Darian. But I'm getting in there, and I'm going to keep – I'm going to put on all caps, and I'm going to be like, this guy sucks. He sucks. Yeah. He, sucks. <laughs> he cheats. Big old snag and hook out there. Yeah. yeah, that ain't no divine swimmer. I, you ain't <laughs> nothing divine about you, Ben Milliken. So one, one, one thing that was a, such a small part of the trip, but it cracked me up. We're driving, I think it was the day we were driving out there, and Ronnie, Captain Ron, texts in the group, did y'all catch a 16-pounder today? Ben and them had texted us earlier in the day and went silent for a while. Ronnie yeah. says, did y'all catch a 16-plus? Ben says, what? All caps. How'd you hear? All caps. Who told you? All caps. And Ronnie sends a picture of it on Facebook. So then I go over to Facebook, and by the time I had already clicked on it, it was instantly viral. Everything uh -huh. like as soon as I clicked on it, it was viral. But the, it was funny because you y'all didn't realize that it had went viral. No, yet. no. and it was funny because the the pictures were just terrible from yeah. the Marina guys. So everyone's like, "I've caught seven pounders that look bigger than that." <laughs> I'm like, "You probably have." That was a bad picture, but I yeah. think uh, once we were able to post some better pictures, yeah, that was that was crazy. This we we got so lucky. We pulled up to that one marina, and it was closed, but there was this guy. It was the owner sitting in the parking lot dude with the it, goatee yeah, yeah, it is yeah, yeah on his phone in his truck and we're just like it's closed we're not gonna be able to get in he rolls his window and i was like can i help you guys we're like yeah any chance that you can like weigh a fish for us we heard there's a scale he's like oh yeah i work here we're like what deal 
and, <laughs> and we're, we're getting the measurements on it and joke, we're putting the tape around it and everything and getting it on scale. He's like, do you care if I just like take a couple pictures? And he's just over here just like snip, snip, snip. And that's it. <laughs> we're, and we're in the middle of like trying to baby this fish and take measurements and, and we didn't think anything of it. And all of a sudden everyone knows about our fish before we even have reception to tell anyone about it. It was funny. He's trying to sell them cheeseburgers and them Whopper ploppers he got in there on the wall. No I don't know what he's trying to do. I, I see through that. He rolled up, we rolled up and, and a lady that was working there, we came running in there and I was like, Hey, do you, you guys have a certified scale, right? And they said, Oh, you're one of those guys. I don't even know what that means, but I was like, you damn right. I am. And I, didn't, I was like, I felt, I felt pretty cool at that moment. Oh, you're one of those guys. No clue what that means, but yes, ma'am. I am. I that am guy probably, he probably stands there at the ramp now, just holding it, waiting now. <laughs> I would. He needs a little tent down there with snacks. Yeah. I'd be selling no ice kidding. and stuff down there and tackling yeah. and loading people up. Like it, it's uh it's such a, it's such a crazy place, man. And it was such mm. a wild week that even Zach called a seven pounder. I got to give caught, Father Zach a shout out. Yeah. Caught the fifth biggest smallmouth in the history of Texas. Holy crap. Here, here's why, where I have a, a problem with Zach right now. And I told him this yesterday via text is it looked more like a small mouth than mine did. Cause that's a lot of my yeah. hate. I'm getting this mean mouth, mm. not a small mouth. I'm an amateur biologist here at my mm. mom's basement. I've got a million comments like that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Well, Texas said it was a small mouth. So cool. For sure. Uh, you know, but Zach's looked, had the markings more of a small mm-hmm. mouth, even than my, mine. Once you pulled it out of the library, she got heated up. Oh yeah. And so our colors really came out. Years, yeah. hours. Let's say hours. Hours, yeah. Our, our small fish. mouth, yeah. our fish, <laughs> which is still the most bizarre story to come out of this entire thing, in my opinion. But Zach's was beautiful, and he's like, "Yeah, man, we were arguing. We didn't think it was a small mouth." And Darian actually texts in our group and goes, "Buddy, that's more of a small mouth than the one Luke caught. Like, yeah. it looks like a northern small mouth." Yep, and yep. It's certified, but I'm glad they got the measurements and everything, and hopefully they'll they'll certify it. Hopefully it's after my video comes out. That way I can click, click, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm correctly. saying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> your video go before mine. And then I'm going to have my like record because we talked about yours on mine, but I'm going to wait a couple weeks. Dude. So. Crazy. That was, it that's was crazy. So insane, dude. Especially well, you think like a trophy fish like that would be, you know, you think of them as smarter. They don't eat as, as many artificial baits. And then yeah. you catch it two days later. It's pretty wild, man. Well, I can tell you the scariest part about that fish for me is knowing what size she was once I got her in. And Darian will tell you, standing shoulder to shoulder, there were about 20 with her. Crazy. That's what was crazy to me. Yep. And that all like this and just going nuts and really competing for the bait. And she was the one that ended up with it. And there were various size dots in that, but there were yep. so damn many. And I'm going, were they all smallmouth? Mm-hmm. Were there, you know what I mean? Because yeah, that was the bizarre. only brown one we caught. You caught. Did you catch very many? I caught two, that one and one other. And the other one was six pounder too. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're in there and it's crazy. You, you would, you know, you always think like the, the biggest bass are going to be the individual loners that you see yes. out by themselves. But then I would throw my, my rig to a school of eight to 10 fish and I'd catch an eight pounder out of it. And you're just like, yeah. were they all that size? Like That's what right. is happening? Is there a bigger one? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's bizarre. One it, of the sevens that I caught was in the middle of several fish, and they all looked about this. And you're just like, yeah. are there 50 of those down Exactly, there? Like exactly. Just, one, one quick thing I want to ask you, and, I, and, dude, I appreciate you so much, and, and, and Darian, for coming on. Did you encounter the, the last day we were there, and this is something I probably shouldn't even talk about publicly, and, and I don't know why I shouldn't talk about it, but we felt the fish were chasing the boat. 
mm-hmm. at the end of the day. At the end of and and there was a lot of pressure, but those fish were coming to us. Yep, yep. And now I'm talking about fish you'd see 50 feet out, and before you could cast on, they'd yep. be. And I know in clear water, you're, like smallmouth like, lakes. Yeah, you're trying to yeah. burn that rig to catch up to them. Yeah, to yeah, see yeah. They're Like, ah, oh, I and, can't get it in front of them. Absolutely, and like, and and when we started noticing when we caught several vertically under us on you know different things. But were you seeing that a lot early in the week, yeah. or do you think that was a pressure no. thing? Uh, I don't know if it's a pressure thing. I think they got more active and started just like acting like fools down there. They never seen or heard anything like it with boats fishing out deep or maybe that pinging noise. I don't know. But yeah, or the shade of the boat, right? Yeah. Clear shade, water, maybe, I mean, maybe they, we, they would literally, they'd follow your bait to the boat and they would chill under your boat on Forever. the bottom for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did yeah, you catch any vertically very often like Oh that? yeah. Yeah. I mean, we went... It got to several points while we were there where we would have five or six fish follow our our rig back every single cast. And so you're just ripping it off the bottom or trying to change direction with your bait. And yeah, we caught a bunch jigging the A-rig vertically like that. I caught someone on Ned rig like a goofball. I'm not surprised. (laughs) But no no big ones. I was just trying like a Domeki style. Oh, yeah. I didn't have anything like that. So I'm like... Darian and drop it down. Oh, got one. But I just, I never, obviously. Try, no trying to get your Jeff Gustafson on here. Yeah. Yeah. My Gussie <laughs> shout out to the, to the snow leopard. Yeah. Yeah. Knocked it out today. Yeah. yeah I was trying to, I, I was bored catching them on the A rig, I guess. Yeah. Right? It was, it's pretty boring. Lake. it was all right. Yeah. It's okay. Guys, if you're watching this, don't go. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Don't plan your spring break there. Don't go, go to mountain woods lake where Darian lives. <laughs> it's a lot better go there well ben i'm going to put you on the spot before i'll i'll let you go and i'm going to say okay. that darian and i are planning something epic another six cents event and we just need you to say yes right now on this without even knowing what it is so okay. we have a- i'm in is there fishing yes. is there gonna be yes. fishing all right i'm in some Let's fishing yeah uh some cardio uh, oh God! <laughs> maybe some bike riding. We don't know. So really, it's like the Sixth Sense Olympics. We're gonna let Captain Ron get drunk and see if he can run through barrels. That's not like a bad this. idea at all. That's that'd be great entertainment. Ca- Captain, you're going on Captain Ron. Give Captain Ron a shout out. He said you're going on his Facebook Live this week. Yep, yep. Uh, I th- I don't know what I think Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, he texts me know. about it too. Wednesday. I'm going to do Captain Ron live. He's the most sophisticated man I've ever met. That's and he the is. only reason I call him that is he told me. The other night that he was the most sophisticated man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's one of a kind, a man of many talents and a man of very few talents at the same time. <laughs> That's me. You just described me, and Darian, all at the same time. All right, y'all go follow Ben Millick and make sure you're uh, sub to his YouTube channel. I feel like if you're here, you already are because he has like half the world subscribed to him. But uh, go go check out all Ben's videos and do not miss the video tomorrow night. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for having Very me on much, guys. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Take it and easy guys. Up next, I've got the star Tron crew. You're not going to want to miss it. This has been an action packed freaking LBL, but I've got a NASCAR driver, a saltwater guru and the owner of star Tron star himself coming up right now. Well, as promised, we are, Zooming with the StarTron crew, I got Josh Williams, my man, who just raced last night at Homestead, and today he's out catching all kind of fish. We're going to have Blair Wiggins on, but right now the most important member of the StarTron team that is on the screen is Yogi, who basically runs the entire plant right now. Do you love Low Budget Live? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Yogi. Thank you. Oh, did we catch any fish today? <laughs> <laughs> did Gregor put everybody? 
game yesterday and catch all the fish on the boat? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, now we got Blair on, Captain Blair Wiggins, Addictive Fishing, and we got Josh Williams. So these are my StarTron brethren. These guys have been with StarTron for a long time, and uh, we've been trying to do this. Danny and I have been talking about this, and he goes, hey, we're all going to be in the same place in the key. It's your 100th episode of Low Budget Live. Let's get these guys on. So welcome, first of all, and uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no problem, man. That, uh there's your star of the show right there, Sartron. He was the one that was driving around 180 miles an hour around yesterday uh, in a circle trying to trying to get to that finish line, man. That has to be a lot more exciting than waiting for a redfish to bite, I tell you. I, I don't know, man. That that, uh, that redfish is pretty good. But I can imagine that it's pretty intense, dude, doing what you do, Josh. I mean, is that – that's what I want to ask. I know it's a very cliche or simple question, but how, did, how do you get into – Hey, you know what I think I want to do? Just risk my life. Just every weekend. I just want to go 200 miles an hour in a StarTron car. How, how does that come about, man? Man, I've, uh, I started racing when I was four years old. So it's like, I mean, it's just second nature to me. You know I mean? That's all I've ever done. I've never really had a real job before. I've just raced my whole life. So <laughs> uh, it's a blast, man. You know, the, the adrenaline rust is probably the coolest part about it. It's, you know, everybody's out there trying to do the same thing you are and then go as fast as you can and, we're all a couple inches apart, and I don't know. We're all wearing helmets and strapped in, so we're fearless. It's all fingers crossed, and uh, and and just hoping to to get back around. So you're in the Xfinity series this year, and I saw you're twentieth in the points, and just out there grinding, man. You you were twenty six last night. You didn't get the win for Star Trek. Did Greg give you any crap over that? That's what I need to know. Like the Florida race, did Greg give you hell over not winning? Because he gives me hell over not winning bass tournaments. Oh, yeah. And not catch enough fish. He's like, listen, if you're not going to win, at least get on TV. So <laughs> we did that uh, a couple times last night. So okay, that's good. Yeah, at least I fulfilled half of my commitments. Now, now, Blair, did you get to go to the race last night? No, we were sitting here in the pool after we got done bouncing oh. around the ocean. We were, uh, we were filming a little bit yesterday. Okay. Just doing some stuff out offshore here and – Good God, it was rough as hell. It was like five to eight foot and about three seconds, and it was pretty nasty. And, uh, oh, Gregor's, Gregor's the one that caught all the fish. So he caught three nice-sized Almaco jacks and a uh, and a Spanish mackerel. At least that was in the cooler, so I cleaned that too today. <laughs> <laughs> Tuna dip or a mackerel dip, dip, fish dip. I like it. Oh, we're gonna, I, I got a dish. I'm going to cook it up, and uh, okay. it's, it's a really – it's should be pretty good. So, so Josh, you got invited on this. They're like, "Hey, go race," and then we're going to treat you and to this amazing trip, stone crabs fishing with freaking the man Blair, who's like has one of the greatest fishing shows ever, in my opinion, most innovative show, exciting well, show, addictive you. fishing. You're welcome, dude. But you, so you step out of the car and just right to the keys, like, dude, life's not that bad right now for you, Josh. I feel like, oh yeah, and we got no complaints, no complaints for sure. <laughs> It was a blast, man. It was, uh, it was a little rough out there today, and we was fighting the weather a little bit, but uh, still had fun, man. Bad day on the water is better than a good day at work. Now, how how often do you fish, Josh? Is that is that a passion of yours when you're not in the car? Because I know that racing takes a lot of your time, obviously, a lot of the year, but is that something that, that you're passionate about? Do you hunt also or just fish? Yeah, I hunt fish. I grew up in South Florida, Port Charlotte, on the West Coast. Um, so, I mean, I was always fishing. 
So I moved to North Carolina. It slowed down quite a bit. I'm uh, I'm kind of like Blair. I'm more of a saltwater flats guy. Catch me some bass from time to time, but uh, don't have much time. So it's it's uh it's a little rough. I'm uh, I got all this equipment and I don't get to use it often. I get to stare at it a lot though. Yeah, collecting dust a little bit. I get that. It's, it would be real hard to catch a redfish on Lake Norman up there where you're at, I imagine, if you're right there in the heart of all that racing stuff. Oh, yeah. If I did find one, though, I'd probably be the only one. You'd be the only one. Now, there, there's some bass fishermen up there. That That's the uh, that's kind of the tournament capital of North Carolina, in my opinion, that, that Lake yeah. Norman area up there. There's a lot of... A lot of tournaments are going down there. So, so Blair, who's the who's the uh, the ringer out of the Startron crew? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who's the Greg, ringer? Yeah, the Greg, Danny. I need to know who's the one. You said Gregor on this trip, but you fished with all of them a bunch. I want to put you on the spot because I know he's right over your shoulder. Uh, it's got to be Bubby. Bubby, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Babs, Babs for short. Okay, good. As long as you but didn't you know say Greg, Bubby, we're good. Well, Bubby's Bubby's the one that lives here. He he knows all the spots. Oh yeah, I met I met Bubby at the uh, at the Startron Christmas shindig up there in Montgomery this year when we were up there playing music and hanging out. So I, I've and he cooked a pig in the ground and it was amazing. Oh, he can cook some food. That's for damn sure. He, yeah, he, he cooked breakfast yesterday that stayed with me all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it was good. That. I just got heartburn issues, and that 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 was good. That's, that just shows how good it was. So, so Blair, you you're kind of we've got a, on this show a, a big tournament fishing audience, obviously, because I cover a lot of the the pro bass stuff, and that's you know my my history. But you stepped over into the FLW world on the redfish side, uh-huh. and you won and you won their championship back what oh six hundred grand yeah, payday. Back in 06. It seems like it was yesterday, but holy moly, it was, it was a long while. time ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. I remember when that happened, but I was kind of doing some research. I was like, damn, that that's been a minute. Now, yeah. now are you are you still I know that the show is a really big part of your daily, but are you competitive at all in tournaments anymore? Redfish tournaments, you still because I know that stuff like FLW went away and some of the like oh boy Alberto went away and they no, come and go. I mean no, no, I don't. There's still a few redfish trails out there, but um, you know, it 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 kind of it kind of got where oh oh god, the redfish trails coming to town, and you know, they're going to be tearing up our flats, and there got to be some guys out there that just didn't respect the environment out there that much, and it uh, you know, it, it, one bad apple reflects on the whole you know the whole crate of apples. So I kind of quit doing it because. You know, I, I was I was going to Louisiana and these kids came up to me when I was still on my boat up and they said to me, they said, oh, Blair, you know, what are you doing down here? You coming down here to do a show, blah, 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 you know, I hope you do a show over here, over here. I said, no, nah, this time I'm just here for the, the Redfish tournament. And they were like, oh, the Redfish tournament, huh? Oh, wow. Okay. Bye. <laughs> No, go home. Get out of here. That was about my last Redfish Tournament Series. That was a few years ago. But, um, yeah, they weren't too happy that we were there fishing another tournament series in their water. And, you know, I can see why, because a lot of the guys didn't respect the environment out there. And uh, they just – they didn't fish it right. You know, you put a price tag on a fish's head, and, you know, you know what happens out there. But Things change. uh, I think think the saltwater world could could learn a lot from from the freshwater world on you know preserving the environment out there There's well and, and well and vice there. versa because i will say i think that in the saltwater world for me personally i think that they 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 go through crazy measures to protect 
a lot of the species in salt water. You know, I know a lot a lot of people probably abuse it, but I do think that it's a little more strict sometimes in freshwater. You know, we man, I see some stuff that just blows my mind as far as you know people breaking you know creel limits and stuff like that. And you're like, come on, man. You know, oh, and, yeah. and, and and even going against you know, I'm not saying you got to always catch and release a bass, but I mean, I, where I live, I'll see people keeping five and six pound smallmouth bass, these beautiful you know probably twenty year old fish and just cutting the sides out of them, you know, and that that's frustrating to see. And you don't see that as much, you know, in, in the saltwater world. <clears throat> no, not too much. Not if something's much. labeled a trophy, you know what I mean, or, a you know, a bucket list fish, you don't see as many people keeping those, I feel like. Oh, yeah. A lot of times, you know, too, these days, the fiberglass molds, they, they're getting the fish to mount. Yeah. That mentality of a skin mount anymore is like, you know, why kill the fish? You know? Absolutely. If there's, a, if there's another 20, you know, eight-inch bass that have, that has died, you know, get a replica of that. They can, no they can make the belly a little bigger here, there, stretch it a little bit and, you know, make it to the exact size. So yeah, that's, I, uh, that's what I, that's what I push for these days. No doubt. I'm getting a replica made actually here soon. That I call a lake record smallmouth out in Texas of all places. Smallmouth pass this week broke a lake record. I'm going to have a uh, replica made in. I can't wait to see what they, what they do with it. Uh, well, how big was sure. it? It was six, eight. You six, suck. Eight. Yeah, I know. Here, was, here's here. I really was, do. Yeah, that was Dan. That was I Dan. heard him. I heard him. He's been he's been texting me this all week. So this lake we went to, that it, it doesn't have a ton of smallmouth, but I do feel like I suck because there were so many largemouth over ten pounds caught out there this week, which is you know obviously epic. There were fourteens caught. A fifteen was caught today. A sixteen was caught last week. This lake is incredible. So I went there for that. Ended up breaking the lake record smallmouth, and my biggest largemouth was a seven pound ten ounce largemouth, and I was mad. <laughs> so, which is you know, you guys have been on fisheries like that where it's like just a freak show, and you're you know you get your expectations up of what it should be, and maybe your day's not. It, it's it's crazy. We're all spoiled as fishermen. We're never satisfied. Uh, no, probably the same way in the car. No finishes if it's first. It, if it's not first, you you're mad. I'm sure. Know exactly what you're talking about. Here I am in the Keys. You know the easiest place to fish in Florida, and we couldn't get on a Spanish mackerel today because the <laughs> the tide was wrong against the wind, and you know you, we could not catch a fish today. But luckily, Gregor caught fish yesterday, so we're going to eat. But boss you know, man's happy. You don't go catch fish every day. That's just the stuff you don't see on TV. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that doesn't make the final edit. That doesn't make that's the final cool. edit. So, Josh, I want to ask you, so where are you headed next? What What's the next race on your schedule coming up? We go to the West Coast. We head out to Las okay. Vegas. That's our next one. That track's pretty cool, man. And it's, it's Las Vegas. It's a pretty cool atmosphere. And we stay right there in town, too. So it's it's cool. It's different. It's like a different world. You wouldn't think there'd be a racetrack around there. It's uh, it's kind of out of the middle of nowhere once you leave the city. And it's a, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. I love that track, too. We've had some good runs there. Well, well my thing is, you're a young dude. And I think that uh, being like you, you lay it on anybody. Hey, I'm a NASCAR driver. I, I mean, I know, I know that you walk into a room and everybody's like, oh, hell yeah, man. You got the mullet going freaking flowing do you ever like when you're going to vegas you're going to put on the jumpsuit the startron jumpsuit and just go hang out at like i don't know seekers <laughs> or something uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty low-key <laughs> okay because i think me and blair would i think blair, blair's a recognizable dude in the fishing industry i know he would put on the jumpsuit if he was a nascar guy i feel like he would do that oh yeah uh, i uh, last time we were in vegas I, I wore my driving suit to in and out burger that was pretty <laughs> I love it. That's Everybody's I mean. all jacked up about that. 
That's awesome. Hey, man. hey, all I gotta all I gotta say is uh last time I was in Vegas, well what's what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> as long as it doesn't follow you back home, you're all right. That's true. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Uh Blair, what season are we on right now of addictive fishing? <clears throat> uh twenty two. Golly, man. That's so crazy. Yep, twenty second season. And when when I started, all I wanted to do is have a little fishing show to help out my guide business. And uh, <laughs> well, it did. <laughs> That's awesome. But, like they say, careful what you wish for, man. It's uh-huh. but it's been a great ride, man. I've loved it. It's you know, it's been awesome. Without a doubt, man. And I, I think that's so funny. I talk to a lot of fishermen on here and a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. And I think we all live a dream, right? Josh, you live in a dream. You get to, you, like you said, you've been doing that since you're four. Blair, you got this dream life. You're you're a saltwater guru. You got the television show. I get to run my mouth about bass fishing. I get to film bass fishing. I've been able to fish pro tournaments. But it's a lot of work, right? Having oh, yeah. this dream life. And I had a guy on earlier in the show, Ben Milliken, who's a big bass fishing YouTuber, caught a 16-pounder last week, had him on right before you guys came on. And he said that. He's like, it would be easier just to have a normal nine-to-five, honestly. But he's like, I wouldn't be happy. And he's talking about how much work he puts in. But I I always like talking to people from different walks of life about that because everybody's they just automatically assume they see you, Josh, climbing in the window of that car. And they're like, man, that dude's got it made. They see Blair. They hear the drag screaming. They see him on dang TV and they're like, that dude's got it figured out. And he may have it figured out, but it's a lot of work, man. Oh, it is a lot of work. Definitely. You know that too. And I, I know Josh does too. And, you know, th- th- what they see us do is, you know, that's the fun part of our job. The rest of it is, you know, promoting and trying to, you know, you know, you're, you're throwing yourself out there and trying to make a living. Yes. And uh, that's, that's what everybody doesn't see. And that's really the hardest part of the job. You know, uh, sure. when I, like when I started the show, I was like, yeah, I can go out and catch fish. No problem. You catch fish, run my mouth. That's easy. But marketing and throwing myself out there and selling myself and I can do this, you can do that. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it's a lot tougher than what it is. And, you know, people are out there, they like say, oh, you're so lucky you get to go fish every single day when I was on the tournament trail, you know, and they're like, well, they don't get to see me out there fishing in the lightning storms and the fog <laughs> and the rain and the cold weather, the hot weather. They, you know, tournament day happens. And if it's unless it's the FLW, you know what FLW stands for, right? I do. I know it well because uh, I fished la- it for six years. <laughs> yep. La- uh, lousy weather, last two words in that F. Yep, you can put yep. any word you want to in there. We also used to say flood, lightning, and wind, too. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it stood for. It could be – you could go to any town, wherever, and it would be like, coming off the record warming trend in the history of January, you know, like South Florida, we go to Okeechobee, it'd be like 90 degrees for three weeks. We show up, 35 degrees, blowing out of the north at 45 <laughs> Like, where did this crap come from? Oh, we, oh brought it. we brought it to town. Like you said, it's it's a lot of work, but, you know, you put your love into it like we do, and you got great sponsors like Startron, Starbright. Right, you know, man. You know, it's, it, it's great to have those guys believe in you as well. And, uh, you know, we can make a living at what we love to do. We don't work a day of our lives. That's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. Josh, how how did you get hooked up with these crazy people? I kind of know how Blair got hooked up with this crazy bunch. How does how do you how did you dr- get to drive the dang Startron car? How does that come about, man? I'm interested in that. That's it's uh, the lady who does all my marketing, uh, Megan Henriques. Her and Danny were friends and okay. uh, with each other. And and Danny's like, hey, we need to work on this deal. And we started talking back and forth and. They were one of my uh, first sponsors ever in, you know, in the NASCAR side of things. And 
uh, we've been friends ever since and they're my kind of people, you know, it's uh, dang right. They are. It's just, you know, everybody gets along, everybody has a good time. And I mean, Gregor's out here having a good time hanging out and you wouldn't even know that he was the big boss man, you know? So it's a, uh, it's a fun time. No, no doubt, man. That's, that's what I try to explain to people. I, I shake this Startron bottle at the first day every one of these episodes. We're all hundred of them. And they sponsor my, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. The triple shake. That's the first time that's ever happened. Boom. That's groundbreaking right there. That's groundbreaking. But I try to tell people, I always say that, you know, in my in my sponsor read, the good, good folks. And you always say that about people you partner with, but I do think that that those guys, it's like you said, down to earth awesome, hardworking people that believe in what they do, that believe in us, more importantly, right? To to partner with us, put their name on what we do, whether it be TV show, NASCAR, podcasts, fishing tournaments, whatever. Um, they're just awesome folks, man, building, you know, making great stuff. So it's so cool. That's that's why I wanted to – I told Danny for the 100th episode, I'm like, man, I want to I want to do something with StarTron for sure, and I wanted to have you guys on just because it's – I feel like this is a really good representation of all walks of life. Look at this. I mean, a redneck from freaking Tennessee, the daggum redfish and saltwater slayer, and the damn guy that goes 200 miles an hour slinging that StarTron mullet around. <laughs> oh, and Yogi. Let's not forget Yogi. Oh, don't forget about somewhere. Yogi. Yeah. Or Yogi, Yogi's Greg? taking a break. Where's Greg know. at? Why hasn't? Why haven't we got a good? There he is. Come on, <laughs> right there, boss man. We uh, we're there shaking our Starcon for you. Just shake it, baby. But hey, why are you catching all of Blair's fish? Well, there's Yogi. There's Yogi right there. That's the real boss. But you know. You gotta let the boss catch the fish sometimes. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's the that's the key to these long lasting sponsor relationships. Figure that one out quick. Yeah, Josh, in your uh, relationship with Greg, do you let him drive your car? <laughs> He's tried to a couple times. Okay. He tried to. He almost took it out of Talladega. We were doing the Donovan show. Yeah, the yeah. Racetrack, and he's like, "Where are the keys at?" <laughs> you don't I need wanna, keys. He's like, "Perfect." <laughs> yeah, I want to be there the, the day that goes down. Well, guys, listen, I appreciate y'all coming on, man. I'd like to have you both on again at some point, Blair. You and I need to hook up and do some uh, do some fishing down in Florida. And uh, I'm hoping. And Josh, I would like. I'll come. I'll take you bass fishing on Lake Norman. I've had some good tournaments there. If you put me in the car and let me go fast. Let's make it happen. I okay. got plenty of All right. I, I, you got plenty of cars. I got plenty of rods and reels. We'll make it happen, man. But I, I thank you guys. Thanks to StarTron and uh, and everybody for, for watching. Make sure you're following Blair Wiggins, Addictive Fishing, and Josh Williams on Instagram, Facebook. Josh, do you have a YouTube channel? I don't. Not yet. Okay. All right. Well, Blair's got all that stuff. If y'all, uh, if you like what I'm doing at all and you like the saltwater world in the least, you're going to love Blair. Uh, if you're just a freshwater guy watching this and you don't already know who Blair is, go check out Blair. And uh, guys, I appreciate it very much. Appreciate it, Luke, man. Take care, brother. Thank you. Hope to see you at ICAST this year. We're going to do it in person this year. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Absolutely. <laughs> see you, boys. Appreciate Thank it. you, Luke. Thanks, Thank y'all. See you, boys. What about that? Do you feel like you've been hitting the head with a Zoom hammer? Zoom interview hammer right between the eyes over and over and over and over. That was awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed that. A little different show, but I wanted to mix it up a little bit for episode number 100 and get, uh, you know, a lot of folks in there. Got Big C and Darian in there. Got Ben Milliken to tell you all those awesome stories and how that all shook out in Texas. 
And Ben is, make sure you're subscribed to his channel if you're not. Ben is, uh, he's on his game, man. He's, he's a great, great, great fisherman, and uh, he's doing big things right now. And, of course, the Startron crew joining us from down in the Florida Keys. You guys suck. But uh, I want to thank them for joining. Josh Williams, Blair Wiggins, Danny Beard, and my man, Gregor Dornow. Of course, Yogi, the dog, uh, I, I can't, I just, you know, I can't believe I get to do this, guys. I can't believe that. And I want to thank each and every one of you for watching this, for commenting, for subscribing, for just paying attention to anything I've got going on in the world. Be sure to watch this week. We got Show Up, Shut Up's actually going to drop Tuesday at 6 p.m. Me and Dumb Darian, we threw down at Choke Canyon against each other in the same boat. And we've got two of those coming up. And then we've got those OHIV videos coming, and you don't want to miss Lake Record goodness. But thank y'all so much for tuning in each and every week. I appreciate each and every freaking one of you, whether you love me or not. And I would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say it a hundred times. It's too many. It's too many thank yous. But if I could, I would. Uh, I will see y'all next week. Be sure to hug your mama. And your daddy will take you out with some Biloxi Blues by yours truly. Thank y'all so much. LD and the MC Wednesday. Show up, shut up Tuesday. And I'll see y'all with some LBL leading up to the National Professional Fishing League debut next week. See y'all. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west, north, south, wherever the wind blows. I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care. No, I don't care. Heading my way for another and I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there